Welcome to the Table of Perspective, where we take a deeper look into how the internal narrative of an individual determines the response to life itself and all it entails. Today, I am your host, Bula, and I will be doing a little bit of a book review on The Book Thief uh, by Marcus Zusak. So we'll get straight into it right after the first song. Do enjoy. Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. 
So, if you have heard any of my podcasts before or any information from this specific podcast, you will know that Nazi history is something that intrigues me quite a lot. So, when I first read this book, I was very much taken by the fact that it was set in this time period, 1939, um, in Nazi Germany. And it was actually a gift that was my uh, that was given to my mother by my brother for her birthday i believe and she hadn't finished it it's quite a quite a hefty book it has all of let me just double check 547 pages and it's quite intimidating to to just look at it initially um you might know the book from the movie if you're more of a movie fan um the book thief and it was a phenomenal movie. I do think that they did quite a good job on that. Uh, personally, I really enjoyed the live action uh, picture, you know, the way that things had been done. The Even the actors the, that were used in the characters were really quite uh, accurate, could you say? And as a whole, I really did enjoy it. Although it did take me a very long time to read it because I initially read a quarter of it. And then I lost interest and then I read it that quarter again with the rest of the half of that, of which I lost interest in again and completed it finally from the beginning several years ago. So unless you are committed to completing it, um, it's something that you might want to read from the beginning and go through it as easily as possible or rather as efficiently as possible. Unless I'm just a lazy reader, that could also be very much the case. So the book thief, what is it and what is it about? So at the back, it says that there is a small fact. You are going to die. 1939, Nazi Germany. The country is holding its breath. Death has never been busier. Liesel, a nine-year-old girl, is living with her foster family on Himmel Street. Her parents have been taken away to a concentration camp. Liesel steals books. This is her story and the story of the inhabitants of her street when the bombs begin to fall. And then it says some important information. This novel is narrated by death. It's a small story about a girl, an accordionist, some fanatical Germans, a Jewish fist fighter and quite a lot of thievery. And then it says another thing that you should know. Death will visit the book thief three times. So very, very um, interesting it grasps you at the get-go. The way that it's narrated is beautiful. The way that the author had written it is phenomenal. There is not really a time where you are taken or, or rather you you lose interest in the, the story. It flows very well the way that it's written. And just some information on the author. Marcus Zusak was born in 1975 and is the author of five books, including I Am the Messenger and the international bestseller The Book Thief. And it was actually translated into more than 40 languages. He lives in Sydney with his wife. And according to the Wikipedia page, which was updated on the 4th of August, 2023, surprisingly, uh, he has three children. Well, in the book, it says that he has two. Um, some of the independent studies on this book speaks about how it was a moving work, which will make many eyes brim. Yes, it is. It, it throws you around in your emotions because it feels very real. And putting yourself into that position, standing in the position of the character, um, you you really do get the full experience. It feels like, in, I mean, obviously it's an imaginative experience. You don't quite experience it. But yes, it's, it's quite heart-wrenching. Um, and then another statement on it is that it was unsettling, thought-provoking, life-affirming, triumphant, and tragic. This is a novel of breathtaking scope, masterfully told. 
an important piece of work, but also a wonderful page turner, which I could not agree to more. So going into a little bit of this book, I'm just going to maybe open up on a page just to give you a feel of the way that the, the, the writer had narrated this book. So on page 139, the, the chapter title there is A Good Girl, and it goes as follows. In November 1940, when Max Vandenberg arrived in the kitchen of 33 Himmel Street, he was 24. His clothes seemed to weigh him down and his tiredness was such that an itch could break him into two. He stood shaking and shaken in the doorway. Do you still play the accordion? Of course. The question was really, will you still help me? Liesel's papa walked into the front door and opened it. Cautiously, he looked outside, each way and returned. The verdict was, quote-unquote, nothing. Max Vandenberg, the Jew, closed his eyes and drooped a little further into safety. The very idea of it was ludicrous, but he accepted it nonetheless. Hans checked that the curtains were properly closed. Not a crack could be showing. As he did so, Max could no longer bear it. He crouched down and clasped his hands. The darkness stroked him. His fingers smelled of suitcase, metal, Mein Kampf and survival. It was only when he lifted his head that the dim light from the hallway reached his eyes. He noticed the pajamaed girl standing there in full view. Papa, Max stood up, like a struck match. The darkness swelled now around him. Everything's fine, Liesel, Papa said. Go back to bed. She lingered a moment before her feet dragged from behind, when she stopped and stole one last look at the foreigner in the kitchen. She could decipher the outline of, the book of, on a, of a book on the table. Don't be afraid, she heard Papa whisper. She's a good girl. For the next hour, the girl lay wide awake in bed, listening to the quiet fumbling of sentences in the kitchen. One wild card was yet to be played. And then it goes into a short history of the Jewish f uh, first fighter. The narrative of the book as a whole, if I could maybe cut it a bit short, is basically this girl that had been orphaned and she was taken into a home, um, which they thereafter had... I'm basically, I'm really paraphrasing it quite smallly, uh, or, or rather quite in a, in a reduced manner. They took in a Jew that they were keeping safe during this time of the Nazi rampage. And it was the story of the friendship that she had built with these people that she was now as a part of, a, of their family. And then it goes into her future after basically the war had happened and the Jews had been killed and taken to concentration camps and whatnot it really it is a heart-wrenching story but the way that the author had just blocked it out was phenomenal um we're going to go into our second song and then i'm going to just uh, finish it off with a couple more lines from the book and we will be done target on my back lone survivor last they got me in the side no surrender, no trigger fingers go Living the dangerous life Hey, 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 every day when I wake I'm trying to get up and knocking me down Hey, 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 when I need to be saved You're making me strong, you're making me stand Shot like a rocket up into the sky Nothing can stop me tonight You make me feel Cause I 
Just a couple lines from The Sound of Sirens on page th- uh, 379 goes as follows. With the small collection of money Hans had earned in the summer, he brought home a second-hand radio. This way, he said, we can hear that when the raids are coming, even before the sirens start. They make a cuckoo sound and the, announce- and the announcers in the regions at risk. He placed it on the kitchen table and switched it on. They also tried to make it work in the basement for Max. But there was nothing but static and severed voices in the speakers. In September, they did not hear it as they slept. Either the radio was already half broken or it was swallowed immediately by the crying sound of sirens. A hand was shoved gently at Liesel's sh- shoulder as she slept. Papa's voice followed it in, afraid. Liesel, wake up, we have to go. There was a disorientation of interrupted sleep and Liesel could barely decipher the outline of Papa's face. The only thing truly visible was his voice. In the hallway, they stopped. Wait, said Rosa. Through the dark, they rushed into the basement. The lamp was lit. Max edged out from behind the paint tins and dust sheets. His face was tired and he hitched his thumbs nervously into his trousers. Time to go, huh? Hans walked in. Yes, time to go. He shook his hand and slapped his arm. Well, we'll see you there when we get back, right? Of course. Rosa hugged him, and so did Liesel. Goodbye, Max. Weeks earlier, they'd already discussed whether they should all stay together in their own basement, or if the three of them should go down the road, to a family by the name of Fiddler. It was Max who convinced them. They said, it's not deep enough here. I've already put you in enough danger. Hans had nodded. It's a shame we can't take you with us. It's a disgrace. It is how it is, he said. 
And basically, the way that the, the author had written it is this back and forth dialogue. And I really, really appreciate the way that it's written because it really gives you a feel of the conversation happening at the time. The impending doom really at hand that the, they're experiencing. And just as a whole, you go through the life of Liesl, who becomes this book thief. It's funny how it happens, but she basically, she finds this lady... I'm not going to elaborate too much in, into the story, whose library is full to the brim of books. And in the beginning, she does get permission to get the books. And eventually, she just consistently keeps going back. Um, but the, the story of how she first found her first book, um, that's something that is really, really interesting because that kind of plays into the rest of the story and her relationship with Max the Jew. And as a whole, I could not advise it anymore. You really need to pick this book up. You need to watch the movie. It's super interesting. It's really a, a dip into that time period. And yes, it might be fictional, but it's very similar to a lot of the stories that had happened in that time. So if Nazi history is something that interests you, if you are even interested in any history at all, being able to have, I guess, that added extra character who was experiencing it at that time uh, was something that I really enjoyed how it was written. So that's all for me. I do hope that you found this helpful and maybe encouraging to pick up a book and start reading or writing or discovering new language, whatever it may be. Um, I do hope that somehow... Uh, you have benefit from it. And that's all for me. Have a good day further and cheers.